Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well very quickly. As always, a thank you to our two newest patrons over at Patreon, Joel Napoli and Mike Mangione, who, if if they weren't wonderful patrons, they would indefinitely be characters from The Sopranos. That's superb two surnames. Uh, thank you both for your support and, of course, to all of our other wonderful patrons who make this possible. Patreon.com slash Roma Press if you would like to join. And then, as always, the YouTube like, subscribe, all of that. We appreciate your support. On the video version of the podcast as well, it means so, so much, truly. It's been uh, it's been overwhelming since we started it. Love it, interacting with everybody, watching Andy becoming like a, a full full-time streamer now i mean we'll have to do the thing where you have the office with the lights off the lay like the laser neon colors in the background yeah basically like somebody sends me a squat team a swat team to to get me arrested (laughs) you know yeah, your background or your office looks like an adult uh, <laughs> uh, an adult treehouse, you know, or like some nightclub uh, out of Eurovision or something like that. I don't uh, think Roma have that kind of appeal that we can uh, we can afford to have our respective homes swatted. Uh, I mean, you you no, because you're in the U.S. I would not be swatted. <laughs> um. I would be, I, I I would be unfortunate. Well, fortunately or unfortunately, I, I I do have to say. I mean, no longer being tethered to a a, a two bedroom flat in Asiago, um, I I would say. I mean, the chances of something worse happening, worse than a SWAT thing happening there, are probably uh, uh, equal to that uh, of uh, in America. In fact, I would venture to probably guess that they're probably even higher there because taking one step out, as everybody knows in this wonderful country, um, breaking an ankle through a, a, a pothole in the road, I mean, undoubtedly. <laughs> okay, und- just... One step outside the flat and a broken foot, broken ankle happened to me on a number of occasions. I mean, I, I am just saying the odds of something worse happening there uh, much higher than in America. Did you just but... go on another Veneto rant just out of no, nowhere? No, well, no, well, is this, is this I, I kept it somewhat clean because anytime, uh, any, anytime Veneto is, is brought up, you always bring up heroin. Nobody brought um, up Veneto. You brought it up. I didn't I know, bring it up. Anytime it is mentioned, you bring up heroin. So I, of all oh, the okay. problems that we have there, I, okay, it's not the drugs, it's the potholes now. But anyway, uh, Roma, they draw to Feyenoord one-to-one. Uh, this one, Andy, I, I, I have very mixed feelings about it because result, I would say, was good. I, what are we making of this result? I mean, first leg, like, European fixture away. Are, are are many people going to scoff or complain of a draw? I would probably uh, likely say no, particularly coming off of a defeat against Inter that uh, came so especially in an egregious manner uh, to have sort of this bounce back performance because I thought even though it was a draw, I thought the performance was pretty, pretty good. Um, not great, but there were a lot of things I liked. Um, 
the first thing I have to mention is this rebirth of uh, Leandro Paredes, who I mentioned in the first half. I mean, I, I was close to being uh, with all the money that are uh, all that we received from the patrons. You know, instead of uh, us using that to pay uh, for the uh, five thousand subscriptions that it takes to to run a website, um, funding a study into Paredes as to how the guy can be a functional player of uh, a World Cup winning side, and then for club football, be nothing short of a black hole. Now that study began with uh, Podolski, okay from Germany, how he would always perform for Germany. And then when it came to club football, somebody will have to correct me. I believe uh, he only hit double uh, double figures in scoring a few times in the 29 seasons he played uh, top flight football. Uh, Paredes was getting close to that sort of level, though, because I couldn't understand how uh, just somebody can be so non-functional for club football. Um, under De Rossi, though, man, He's had this renaissance, which uh, which has been beautiful to see because uh, he's finally playing in a manner that is similar to that of that he plays with Argentina. Um, I also liked in the in the first half, they created a lot. I thought defensively they were good, too. Things I didn't like, and I am sure this is going to be one of the first things that you mention. Um, Zalewski, what is there to say? Um it's not good because if you can't do it at wing back, you can't do it in this more uh, attacking position. Oof! Uh, I don't know if he will do it. So I, I don't know where you. Uh, where do we start? I mean, you shipped four goals to Inter at the weekend, and now you you go away to Feyenoord and you only ship one. I, I mean, I thought tonight was good. It wasn't great. Could have been better. I thought they wasted chances, particularly Zalewski had a couple of good ones. Uh, where where do you want to start? Well, I want to start with with uh, with where it all starts, which is this is was Daniele De Rossi's first game uh, as a coach in Europe. This was Roma's first away game in Europe uh, under De Rossi. This was Roma's uh, first away game after that disaster uh, to Slavia Praha mm. in Europe. Again. Wow, we forgot about that. It's 2024, man. When we did that happen? Let, we can't let uh, we can't let that slip by. This mm. is we have to take into account that, that there was zero away support tonight. Um, <laughs> the the stadium True. did its job. This is a team that has been rattled several times when playing away. Even recently, it was against uh, Salernitana, for example. Mm. So tonight, the fact that we're talking about a, a draw here and more so a 1-1 draw and also a draw that I don't think fully reflects what Roma showed. Roma could have, in my opinion, easily won this game. Easily, uh, They yes. were the team that put themselves in a position to do so. And to me, that is says more than enough about how this team has changed in these last uh, five, six games under De Rossi. The fact that... Uh, in an away match, in a tough crowd against an opponent that you have a clear history with, uh, the team goes out of its way and uh, and actually does what we always wanted them to do away from home, which is impose themselves. Roma yes. were the ones who controlled the ball, except for those final 15-20 minutes where you suffered. Roma were the ones to call the shots. That's what we wanted all along. Um, and 
we found a team that knew how to meet this moment. The result obviously doesn't guarantee that you go through, but you didn't let the opponent humiliate you. You didn't let them run you off the pitch. You didn't let the crowd, the home crowd, affect you, get into your head, which is very, very important given where we are coming from and where it all started. Um, if I have to lament a result, this is not the result in Europe that I will lament. I will lament no, the 2-0 no. defeat to Slavia Praha in Prague. Yes. That's the defeat that I will lament. I will lament our performances against Servette. That's what I will lament. I will not lament Roma going to Rotterdam, facing Feyenoord, a team that was missing some key players, sure. But we know what this team, what Roma are made out of when they play yes. away. So... I take that. I take a performance that finally, hey, this is a team that it is showing signs of growth because the the margin of error after that uh, match against Inter was very slim, and you could have easily slipped up tonight, but you did yes. not. You could have slipped up. You you lost against Inter, as you say. You shipped four goals, sure, but you concede against the. Uh, to 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 the to the best team in the league tonight you concede one goal it's a stupid goal to concede but again very stupid you, and it timing oh. it's it gives you foot for thought it 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 hints at the fact that hey nothing's perfect so in my opinion roma right now are putting themselves way more in a position to succeed in a position to score if you're putting yourself in a position to score you're putting yourself in a position to win and the only thing is that now with the attack clicking better than it used to, you have to tighten up the defense. But in my mind, and what De Rossi is right now saying, is that this is a team that um, doesn't need to be motivated. This team is not a team that is lacking in motivation. And to me, if you're saying that a month from Jose Mourinho's farewell, uh, that's the first sign that something's working because if we can say something about that team when Mourinho left was that that team had zero motivation going for them. They were uh, is... dead in the water. So if now I'm hearing the Rossi say, well, I wanted to get them fired up, but they were already fired up by themselves. Mm. That's great news. That's all I want to hear tonight. I couldn't agree with you more, and we will definitely, uh, before the end of this episode, we will be talking about some of the things that Jose Mourinho said. I, we all thought, or not thought, we all knew this would be coming at some point. Uh, uh, I assumed this would actually come earlier when things would begin to trickle out, his complaints, so on and so forth, but we will get to that uh, shortly. You mentioned uh, Roma deserving this. I, the thing I found interesting, and I will We'll put the statistics from this match up now. Uh, Roma, I again, this is why I'm glad there are people far smarter than myself in this world of football because the XGA, the expected goals, uh, Roma 0.72 to the 1.1 to a Feyenoord. In my opinion, you never would have thought that by watching uh, the way some of these uh, these chances are calculated. It, it just does not register to me or make any sort of sense. Um, they created plenty of opportunities tonight. I, I mean, I, I gave to Zalewski a very difficult time in the beginning, but I mean, think of the host of chances that they had throughout the match, by the way. It wasn't 
that was the thing I was actually very glad about today because, uh, again, coming off the weekend against Inter, you ship four goals. There were a few things that I saw tonight that were very, very positive that are things we have not seen all season. First, I would say uh, the performance in the first half and the second half was good. Obviously, the timing of that goal in the first half was, again, akin to to being kicked in the testicles. That aside, uh, they still created plenty of opportunities in that first half. I mean, again, Zalewski, uh, Lukaku, I'm trying to think of the other big chances in the first half that come to mind. Um, did Dybala have... No. The one of Zalewski is the one that obviously sticks out. But in the second half, they didn't get down. They continued to push. And eventually, they were rewarded, and justly so, with the goal. Um, Again, I think this was one of those matches where you might not think it based on the result. But if you just want to think of... Tonight was the best performance of the the era of Darossi, no? I mean, just from zero I to nine. I think it was the perhaps it was the most mature. I would argue that, in mm, my opinion, mm. the one against uh, Inter, just because it ends in a defeat, is not uh, is not worse. But this is definitely a, a, a game that was marked with great maturity. This is yes. not. This is a game that you can't just walk in and uh, and consider yourself, you know, lucky. Uh, th- th- this is a result that Roma worked for, and I think actually the w- result does not fully reflect their effort tonight, which was there, and more so than the effort, again, it's all about the quality. Um, for me, it's about the quality and the attitude that goes hand-in-hand with the quality. So Roma were finally in control of a game while playing an important opponent away from home. That is... I don't... People should not underestimate this. You know, people will look at this result and dismiss it. You can't because this is the no, same team no. that goes to Salerno and suffers. This is the same team <laughs> that goes to Genova and gets humiliated. So that's why we're talking about this as, in my opinion, a major step forward. Now, obviously, there are things to work on. In my opinion, the Plenty, defense yes. is, is still very concerning because you need to tighten that up. Uh but then there is one more thing, which tonight, in my opinion, it sort of seals the deal, given what we've seen from the other guy. But Miles VR has I to knew start, it, yes. not because he's a phenomenon, because he's not, but he at least gets the little things right right now, which cannot be said about Rui Patricio. I couldn't agree with you more. I, You know, the thing that especially solidifies that decision for me is, you know, with Svilar, there you at least have the element uh, or the, I shouldn't say the element, there is at least a potential for growth there, okay? I know what I have in Rui Patricio. I have a guy who is in his mid-30s who uh, is approaching the sunsetting of his career, uh, a guy who does not even remotely resemble that player from the first season. I look at Rui Patricio of this season and the last season, and again, it is a case of the body snatchers. It is so difficult for me to accept how that guy, who on this very podcast, I said he was the very first acceptable goalkeeper that Roma had since Alisson departed, okay? Uh, 
the guy I said that but about was the one from 2021 and the 22 season, not the one that we have been subjected to over these past two seasons. With Svilar, at least you have again. I think he has shown very strong signs of potential. There are obviously very clear areas in which he needs to improve. I think on the ball, he he is very underwhelming. Um, but at least as a pure shot stopper, I, I would say he's very strong in that regard. And by the way, if we are simply talking of the basics, not making mistakes, being in the right position, I mean, things that you would expect from a, a goalkeeper playing in Serie C, you you have to pick Svil. I, I would question what, what would be the reason to be for picking Rui Patricio for the rest of the season beyond the maturity portion of it and the experience because what part of his game is is that much further ahead than that of Svilar? Because I, I can't think of it. And for me, just if the only reason I am picking you is based on your experience, that is probably telling to me that your performances have been nothing short of absolute crap, which they have been for two seasons. So I, I couldn't agree with you more, right? I, I mean, he, he has to make this change. There's, a, there's almost no doubt about it anymore. No, it's it's uh, it's there for everybody to see. Unfortunately, you know, for for Rui, it's going to be uh, difficult to accept. But mm. it has to it has to happen because I think with especially with this team you you just right now you have to reward positive performances right so it it just has to happen like Zaleski tonight he gets the start because he showed promising things off the bench and you have to give him a shot you know yes. at least try and and uh, re- revive him because that's a player that clearly has struggled all season long with Rui Patricio. The chances have been there. It's not been working. That is one aspect that Roma should address. And then obviously comes uh, Evan Dika, who's back from the Africa yes. Cup of Nations. Hopefully he can slot back into the defense and actually help you them. You put them ahead of Llorente, yeah? Oh, definitely. But that's, I mean, that's uh, that was always going to be more. the case. That was always yes. going to be the case. Um Karsdorp again proves that he's as inconsistent of a player as anybody yes. has ever lived and probably the most inconsistent player with the longest longevity at, at Roma, which is <laughs> unbelievable because the guy Especially is Especially for a guy with those knees, yeah. The guy is closing in at seven seasons as a Roma oh. player. So seven years, actually. Sorry. So um, <laughs> I don't know. The last uh, living relic of Ramon Monchi. I mean, yes. who would have thought it would have been him? Yeah. Yeah, it would have been him. So for me, this is a, a performance that is more encouraging than anything else because yes. I was actually afraid that perhaps after that Inter game, there might be some kind of blowback, some kind of, you know, insecurity settling in, you know, the team perhaps doubting themselves. Oh, we played so well against Inter. And then, you know, what do we have to show for it? Tonight, you went out and you played well again. And tonight, you went out and you. It was clear who was in charge of the game, of the result, of the performance. It was Roma. They made a mistake. That mistake cost them. But you that is a mistake that can be addressed in training. Correct. Um, and the one thing that perhaps also can be addressed in training, but this is more of a long-term thing, is the conditioning. You know, the fact that you have these clear drops in uh, in, in stamina, 
in in momentum the fact that you can keep up the same energy for 90 minutes that is definitely something that has to be addressed at some point there is limited time for that but i'm honestly tonight i'm i'm fully satisfied because if i take into consideration the type of performances that i saw away from home and especially in europe uh from from these same guys uh, tonight the switch was on Tonight, the switch is on and the team was focused. The team was motivated. There is no doubt about that. And the performance was there. Except for the mistake, the performance was uh, was there for everybody to see. And, uh, and, and again, it's not perfect, which is good because it gives you more things to talk about in training. There is more. It's... It, you, you know, nobody can perform miracles, much less so De Rossi. But at least right, right. We, all we wanted from him was to get the team playing. And I think we can safely say that right now the team, like it or not, like it or not, because there may be some people say, ah, ah, I still, you know, you, you play well and so what. Well, you play well, <laughs> but here playing well translates into putting players in a position to score. If yes. you don't, you don't. Okay, that's that's football. But at least Roma had fourteen shots on fourteen shots today. I think it was six shots on goal. Yes, you did that in Rotterdam, in a stadium packed with home fans, no away support. Do you know how important that is to have fourteen shots? This team having six shots on goal <laughs> against an opponent of this caliber. I saw this same team have zero shots against Lazio at the Stadio right. Olimpico. What the hell are we talking about here? Right. I I I I could not agree with you more. I know I've said that three or four times already. But truly I, I mean I, I have very uh, an extremely difficult time, okay, uh, looking at tonight's performance and feeling anything other than positive. I, I mean, the guys that we have been very critical of throughout the season, particularly myself, uh, Paredes, superb tonight, superb, Bove, very good, Pellegrini, not, not so great, um, Karsdorp, as you said, inconsistent, uh, but to do this away, I, I mean, that's the other thing, too. How many times have we seen Roma? They come off of a, a, a terrible result like that of Inter at the weekend, and they allow it to trickle into the next match. We've se- th- That has happened so many times in the time uh, uh, you and I have been doing this. It's not even worth trying to recount or quantify the number of times that has happened. But for them to do that tonight, okay, because as you said, it takes a lot of maturity to put that match against Inter behind you and to not allow it to leak into tonight, to have the discipline to come off of a match where you shipped four, okay, and then come into tonight and only ship one, one that I think we would both agree you would count on them to probably not replicate that sort of goal again, uh, conceding it. So I... I look at tonight and I, I come away feeling nothing but positive on top of that, too. I would like to think that, again, De Rossi is going to see how strong Svilar was tonight. And he's, he, he is going to correctly reward him for that. So I, I, I look at the maturity portion, tactically, 
everything tonight was good. I, I, I can't just sit here just for the sake of trying to find something negative to be negative about, to come up with it, it just no, for the no, sake of, of having some contrarian opinion. It's not worth it. Um, because if they play like this at the weekend against Frozenone, I, I, I mean, they are going to win. I, I just, they're going to win. Well, they, they if they played against any other team like the, they played against Inter, they would have put that result away. You you lose the match against Inter because you play against Inter, okay? If you're yes. playing against any other team at that particular moment in time and you play those 45 minutes the way you did, you're putting that game to sleep, my friend. Yes. So the game against Frosinone, for me, is a great chance to see other players, because I think maybe one of the only things that I could say is that tonight the, the substitutions were a bit late. Um, clearly, De Rossi Aldanzi was... should have came on sooner for me. Clear, clearly, De Rossi was a bit stressed out about the, the stage uh, and the mm. importance of it that today he was playing. So I can understand that he didn't want to, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't take your starters out when you're closing a game out, right? So that was the fear. Um, but but against Frosinone, it will be important to see because I expect some changes to occur. Uh, Definitely, it will be important to see how the others react to that. How are you able to incorporate somebody like Sardaras Moon? Because that's I was point, about to say, Asmund, Lukaku yes. will need a breather. Um, it doesn't matter if he scored today. This guy is playing ninety minutes every game. You don't want him to. Uh, to, to get something, same for Dybala. At some point, Dybala will have to stop playing uh, more than 75, 80 minutes a game because we know what happens to him if he does that too many times in a row. It will be important to see Baldanzi get a, yes. a, 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 a shot at the starting lineup. It will be important to see more of a contribution from El Shirawi. And if not El Shirawi, mm. then Zaleski. Can he... Give us something, is or do we have to, you know, count him out right now? Um, and it will be important again for this defense to to tighten up the screws because you you know it, it's it, it's normal. Obviously, the opponent will always try to score, sure, but you on the other hand must do something because you cannot uh, go on with this kind of average of conceding goals left and right. Um, but it's doable in the sense that whereas a month ago we were here and we were literally wondering, like, do we call this a season? Like, do we, do we, you know, curtains done, turn off mm. the lights, you know, let's go home. Let's, let's play some cards and, and drink some grappa and go to sleep because there is nothing that's going to change until the end of the season. That was, for me, that was the feeling after that derby defeat and then going into Milan and then getting Milan, your ass yes. kicked by Milan. I thought, this is it. End of the road. We can call it a season. Well, now there is a feeling that... Perhaps you're not playing for the same objectives. I mentioned this on the live stream yesterday. I, I, I asked people, you know, uh, do we have to reestablish some new objectives for this team given how big of a transition from Mourinho to De Rossi? I mean, that's a huge transition. And the mere fact that you dismissed Mourinho midseason, that has to count for something when, yes. when you're Roma and when you're aiming, well, do we go for Europa League or do we go for top four? Right now, this is a team that just gives me the simple pleasure of seeing them actually playing football. 
you know, they're showing signs of life. And that is vitally important. I think that's the perfect transition into this thing with, uh, just to end it here, with Jose Mourinho's interview. So, Again, this was something that was always going to happen. He was going to go into uh, detail about this. He was going to uh, moan. He was going to complain about it. Um, the thing that is so, I, I would, even if you are not extremely familiar with football tactics, uh, it, it, the, the technical um, aspects of football, okay, you can see the effort this team is putting in now versus, as you just mentioned, I go, that performance against Milan, even though on the final score, it might not appear that it was a massacre, and it it might not appear that uh, there was even a, a large disparity between the two teams. But I remember having to do the episode immediately after that and just feeling drained because that was one of those performances where you felt nothing. You saw no effort. You saw no signs of life. You saw no maturity. You saw no character. And for me... The the team at that point at San Siro against was was Milan was, was done, was and it was yeah. clear for me. Yeah. It is clear for me. It is very simple when it is time to move on from a manager, and it doesn't mean that the manager necessarily is doing a bad job. But ultimately, when the players stop responding to the manager, you. You, you can't change an entire uh, squad full of players, so you change a manager. And yeah. that's what it is. I mean, Andy, the, the effort we saw tonight, okay, uh, uh, against Feyenoord versus that, what we saw at San Siro. And you know, what, and it, you know, and, one month it's just, ago, it's... No, it's unthinkable. But also, in my opinion, here, it's even... The players have an idea of what is being asked of them, you know? Mm. Uh, whereas before it almost felt like they were running on fumes. Like they may yes. have known what Mourinho wanted them to do a year before that, but it was like they were down to the leftovers. And that was what was so disarming because I remember watching that match against Napoli. We win. That is the last big emphatic win that we get with uh, Mourinho. I'm not counting the the, the, the late comeback against Cremonese, because honestly, it's embarrassing. But the one against, <laughs> but the one against Na Napoli was so great because we were like, "Oh my God, this team can still do it!" Like, ah, mm. this is something that we haven't seen in ages. What the hell is this? We're not putting everything on attitude on being bullies. We're actually, we actually have an idea of how to move around the pitch. Well, now the team knows, despite the result, because again. The result against Inter doesn't go your way. Tonight, you're trying to make a comeback. So you play well, and then you make a stupid mistake, and you're down 1-0 to zero against Feyenoord in their home, and you have to equalize, and you do so. And because why? Because players know what is being asked of them. It's as simple as that. And we're seeing this now, for example, with Cagliari. Cagliari are dying a slow death, and Claudio Ranieri, there are reports that Claudio Ranieri walked into the dressing room. He was like, guys... I'm, if you want me gone, I can go because there is nothing here. Like so, and and that team eventually will also realize that they cannot afford to to have uh, to have the season go down the drain because the players are not <laughs> responding. With with Roma, with each day, with each week, it's evident that the team a month ago was on its last legs. Right now, they may not be great. They may not get 
the objectives that they set out to get at the beginning of the season. But we're here and we're talking about a team that plays football game in, game out. Consider me satisfied. Uh, yes, I, I I think you put it very, very succinctly and perfectly. The thing that I am just most confused by is in this interview that Jose Mourinho gave, uh, he, he talks about how this was the dismissal that hurt him the most. He talks about how um, there were some things behind the scenes that he didn't really want to get into, but he keeps going back to this thing about, well, I took the club to two, two finals uh, and I had the third in my mind. You know, I, I, I pictured us there. Um, the thing that he just does not address that I, I need some sort of understanding is th there is something that happened. And I think you said this two, maybe three episodes ago. Something happened after that last final. Something happened after the defeat to Sevilla. And if we remember those days right after, because we remember there's talk of, uh, is Jose Mourinho going to go? Is he going to stay? What happens? He obviously ends up remaining at Roma. Something happened. And something very clearly happened because you, you had a team not responding anywhere near the level that they did the previous season. And you had a team that seemed completely devoid of ideas of football, not knowing how to play. I look at Roma tonight versus Feyenoord, and as you put it very correctly, they knew what they needed to do uh, tactically, technically, and they did so. They did so with a purpose. I compare tonight to San Siro. Today is 15 February. Okay, so one month ago, this is the same team, the same players. They looked lost, aimless, wandering about the pitch, having no idea how to play football, not knowing what to do with the ball. What, who was who, performing? Who, who was performing? Was anybody nobody. except Bovin performing? Nobody. Yes. And Correct. That is the symptom of a dying team. And, and that's yes. why, you know, I hope that because, listen, this interview that Mourinho gave today to, to Rio Ferdinand, Considering what he's famous for, for saying after getting sacked by a team, it was oh, mild. Oh, been much it uglier. Okay. It was fine. So yes. I just hope that he doesn't go and say more because he should be the first one to have realized that something was deeply so, wrong. It was you wrong. You can't if, watch tonight and, and believe anything else. You, you, you can't. You, listen, you cannot. All you it's need impossible. To do, all you need to do is watch Mourinho's reaction when Roma scored that winning penalty against Cremonese. <laughs> the relief, the relief on that guy, because he could not, he could not believe that this team still had it in them. He himself couldn't believe that this team could react. Yes. Okay, if your manager is the first person to know that you are defeated from the get go, then you have a problem, and that problem mm. must be getting gotten rid of. Right now, we have Daniele De Rossi. Again, far from perfect. My expectations for him with Roma are zero. I don't expect him to go and do some wonderful stuff at the end of the season and be hailed a hero. I hope he does fine and his career is left intact after this spell. However, what De Rossi is doing right now, he is learning. You know, yes. he, his ego is down to zero. It's down to minus 20. First thing he says in front of Sky Sport, he says, that goal that we conceded, it's all my mistake. I'm, I will yes. work on it. 
if if you start from there and you climb, you climb and you work, you work, at some point you will have a team that, w- that will buy into the philosophy of hard work, of sacrifice, and of actually playing football on the pitch and knowing what the coach asks of you. Why? Because you've worked on it in training time and time again and you know what something's right and what something's wrong. Right now the team knows. De Rossi wants us to move the ball quickly. So if we don't move the ball quickly, then we're not doing our job and he's unhappy. But they have that awareness that is so important to at least give you a semblance of life for a team that was dead up until a month ago. Exactly. And the interesting part for me is, as you just said, and I I, I expressed my reservations of De Rossi early on because I was subjected to what happened at Spa. Very rarely do you have a situation where you have a manager and a team in unison going through a an experience of growth together. Usually you get the manager coming in like Jose Mourinho, who has already well established, nothing further to prove. And it is him to guide the team and take it to a new level, to grow, uh, to bring them to his level. Very rarely do you have it where you have a manager like Terossi, who, as you just said, he is learning the ropes still. We are going to have to accept things. Like you just said, he, he goes on Sky Sport. He says, you know what? That was my mistake. It, it, you're not going to hear, hear that from Jose Mourinho. It's not going to be okay. Well, that, I, I made the error here. The goal is on me because very rarely, I, you know, uh, the mistakes are going to more often come from the guys on the pitch. Uh, obviously, he is, it is up to him to set them up. But you are not in a position with Terossi, like you were with Jose Mourinho, you have the guy who is growing with the team. You very rarely have this situation like that. And I find it very unique, uh, a very unique position that they are both in together. And it actually makes it a lot more intriguing to me because, again, just like I said with Sfilar, I mean, with Terossi, you at least have the, uh, the, the, the hope. The belief you're, you're that, giving yourself a chance. You're giving yourself yes. a chance. Yes, you're giving yes. yourself. And, a and listen, it's because the players are responding now. Obviously, that is not as if you and I are are, are coming on here and saying Daniele De Rossi is a better manager than Jose no. Mourinho. No, 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 no. It's but, just... but there is a clear uh, a, a, a communication, a, a difference of just having a different leader, a different voice uh, in the dressing room. Clearly something it's, all it need, it's needed. It's all it's needed. Yes. You know, I mean, yes. I, I, honestly, I've seen Beppe Iacchini come in mid-season to some god-awful mid-table <laughs> Serie A team and said it straight. You know, and you can't expect much from Beppe Iacchini or, or Prandelli, but they did. Like, that's how they built their career. So I'm we're, I'm not here sitting saying uh, De Rossi is the answer. But right now, De Rossi has these guys playing and uh, and even to a degree enjoying themselves, and at least they have a notion of what they're supposed to do. At least they have an idea of what is good and what is bad for the success of this team. Whether they win or not, in my opinion, at this moment in time, the focus should be on these guys coming back alive because up until a month ago, it was truly the the night of the living dead. Yes. That's the only way you can describe what we saw at San Siro. But thankfully, that is, uh, at least in footballing terms, a full month is like ancient history. So hopefully they repeat uh, the performance of tonight at the weekend. We will return on Sunday after Roma face Frozenone and ahead of the second leg. So until then, ciao.